Meanwhile, in a pocket universe created by Jamie Braddock, aboard a ghost ship... Everyone's being recalled back to the island. I'm on my way back too, just picking up some stragglers and strandeds. Uh, the current gates are on fire, and here you are on a flying ship. Does this thing run on vegetable oil or something? <laughs> well, that wouldn't account for it being able to fly. For that, we had to get a specialist. Oh, Rachel! Oh, marvelous. She's pretty focused on getting us in and out of here without dying at the moment, so uh, maybe don't bother her? Hey, Bats. Hey, yourself, Kate says I should bother you. You're working. Uh, my girl worries, but I can multitask. <laughs> did you just call me your girl? I mean, maybe I did. <laughs> You're my, I'm not your girl. You're my girl. Hey, you want to touch one of my spiky spike things? <laughs> Ooh, you know I think it's so weird, but I like it. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> we're just both lesbians. Hey everybody, that was a scene from Excalibur 10, and this is Comic Book Queers, CBQ Legacy, episode 135, and my name is Evil Jeff, and here, as always, is my co-host Brett. As always. Um, Hi. How are you doing? Great. We're doing great. Um, good. I think I'm in a period of uh, reevaluation and reflection upon my time on this earth. Yeah, I think we all. That's need where to I'm at right point. now. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm good. Um, yeah, it's uh, the world of comics are slowly uh, dripping. Slowly, slowly dripping. dripping back in. Slow drip. Yeah, it's a real slow drip. In fact, last week we didn't really have anything, and I think next week. It's like real slim picking, so we'll take what we can get. Yeah. Well, last week there wasn't even a show, <laughs> but we there deserve some time off. We deserve some time off. Right. Um, right. But that's the one thing that I, I think maybe we can get into some. What are you gonna pick? Hot topics. Um, Woo! I've there's kind of right now the world goes like this. When it comes to Marvel, you read the comics, you watch the movies. But for the most part, their TV is not too great i know you'll disagree <laughs> with agents of shield i guess but with dc it seems you don't read the comics you don't watch the movies but you do watch the tv the tv, the TV is amazing and we'll get into a dc tv show later on in a later segment yeah but yep. i think the biggest news mm. coming out is they finally released a trailer for doom patrol the second season <gasps> It's about damn time, because Titans has had two seasons. Why not Doom Patrol? I know. Well, Doom Patrol came out after Titans, right? Yes. Sure. Because they first appeared in the first season of Titans. That yeah, it's their, all like, very What is that good. called? Remember when sitcoms used to have, like, a pilot crossover? shoved in? Like, there was, like, a pilot crossover. Oh, spinoff. Yeah. Like, do, or, do you, um, did you oh, no, the yeah, there is a word. The Golden Girls one with Rita Moreno. Yeah, do you know what that one was? What is that called? It was called, it was Empty Nest. No, no, no. Oh, I know that. And then they totally changed and the concept. And then they literally didn't have and they only kept, garbage. They only kept the the annoying neighbor. Joe Isuzu. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like I guess that was a spin-off episode, a 
Maybe it was a spin-off episode. Because I think they did that with Maud on and the Jeffersons. Yeah. Um on uh All in the Family. Anyway. Yeah. Um what did you think of the Doom Patrol trailer? The Doom Patrol trailer. Which will be on HBO Max. Yes, which I love. Although the branding is very confusing. I hear they're changing everything. Because I subscribe to HBO now so I could get Watchmen. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, wait, so what's HBO Max? Am I going to get that automatically? I fucking better. And I did. Yeah, I got I mine, yeah, mine updated automatically. But other people, they get HBO through like Hulu or through uh, through Amazon, and those people don't get HBO Max. So it's well, very HBO now. People. HBO Go is going away. HBO now is going is now HBO, and HBO Max is so now that you're just going to have HBO and HBO Max, which but is HBO like, or but, HBO plus all this other stuff. But why would how much cheaper is just regular HBO compared to HBO Max is not that expensive. No, and you get all this other stuff. So Yeah, why would you not get it? You get friends. <laughs> we just watched Network the other night on HBO Max and I highly recommend it. It was made 45 years ago starring Faye Dunaway. Amazing. And literally it's all the news that is happening now. <laughs> but 45 years wow. ago you're like, "And eh, nothing has changed." Oh, well that's good. That's kind of a relief. Yeah. Although my boyfriend was like, this is depressing because nothing has changed. I'm like, well, yeah. yeah true. <sighs> anyway, Doom Patrol. What'd you think? Doom Patrol. I thought it looked great. I can't wait for Doom Patrol. I think it is so much fun. I think all the actors are just delightful in it. Um, season one was amazing. It, in- it ended with the introduction of Dorothy Spinner, a great how character did the from bad Morrison's guy, run. What's the bad guy's name in the first season? Mr. Nobody. How did, how did it end with him? Didn't they kind of just like they fought him in that dimension, that pure white dimension? But did they just escape, or did they like kill him? I don't think they killed him. Oh, I don't remember. I'll have to revisit that. But it looks like it kind of looks like Dorothy Spinner might be like the out of control force that might be kind of the person they have to battle. Like the the antagonism comes from her. Yeah, yeah. So you find out they reveal it in the trailer because they gave it away last season that chief kept himself alive all these years so he cause, so he wouldn't die and leave her alone basically because that would end the world which seems to be the premise of the trailer that she's way more powerful i think than her comic book counterpoint is yes because the comic book counterpoint she could just make come to life Create her, characters her um imaginary uh friends and so and they show her do that in the in the um in the trailer but i bet you would it's they kind of make oh anything she thinks she probably is like a reality warper yeah she'll be like a proteus like i think they showed like a spaceship i bet you she just imagined the spaceship and then flew away in it like i think it's like yeah she's like way too powerful yeah but like i'm in it more for Rita Farr and Cyborg and Negative Man and exactly. Robot Man. They're just so great. They're so great. And um, and if Crazy you haven't Jane. watched Ugh. Doom Patrol or listened to us wax poetic on it when we went through all the episodes of the first season on, these, uh, on our show, um, the Doom Patrol, it's literally like people with like their powers are just kind of not in control and not good and aren't reliable. And, and how do you form a superhero team out of that? And we can kind of see Rita trying to use her power like make her powers useful really get them under control yeah and there was some kind of comic effects there of her not being able to do it 
She's my favorite. Yeah, she's great. I love them all. I I, I love them all, but I, I stay for Elastigirl on that show. I mean, I stay because it's great, but you know what I mean. Um, HBO Max also has Legendary, the ballroom competition. I am obsessed. I've only watched the first episode. I haven't watched any more, but I, I oh, will so watch it. so good. You have to watch it when they start eliminating people because yeah. then you get real, it gets very emotional. Mm-hmm. I like the so judges. Um, yeah, the and then one, the long-haired, The long-haired guy judge. Law um, Roach. Is like the Simon Cowell. He's like so bitchy. Yes. I like it. I like She's it. She's so beat, girl. Yeah, um, but they have a different celebrity every week, so it's not always who did they have sitting next to Jamila or not? Oh, next it to was Jamila, a, rap, a female rapper. No, Megan The Stallion is oh, she's a permanent there? judge. Oh, okay. Yes, but it was um oh well they had they have um Electra episode two the fourth judge is Electra from Pose. Oh, Dominic nice, Jackson. Nice. Um, I can't remember. And then last week episode four it was Nico Tortorello. Who, mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, he's, he's, um, he's so a bit much. Great. Oh, and Tyson Beckford. Wasn't he the first mm. one? Well, I don't think he was in the first episode. Well, he is on one of them. And How he old is, is he iconic. Is he in his 50s? He looks great. He's, in, he's he probably 50. Great. Of course he looks great. Oh, my God. He is, this, he is the most iconic person on the planet. There, I said it. Tyson Beckford. <laughs> when Tyson Beckford walks out, you're like, oh, oh my God, it's Tyson. Anyway, Doom Patrol. Cannot wait. There's a lot of DC stuff on HBO Max. But not all the DC stuff. They need to fucking... Not all of it. They need to just... They need to get rid of DC Universe and and just just put put it it on HBO Max. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Get with it. Get it together. Get it together. Can we get together? All right. So I think that is enough of Hot Topics. I think we need to cleanse ourselves of that and cleanse ourselves of some X comics. Hit it. I want to talk. There we go. I apt. I want to talk about that. Uh, n- them new mutants, please. Can we? Okay. They're, they're on Krakoa. I have. Big, you have a bone? There's a big p- plot hole. Can you guess what my plot hole is with this? Why not just use Danny Moonstar and give her her original powers back? Yeah. Like, they're literally yeah. setting it up. Instead of like, Wildside? Yeah, they're literally setting up like, oh, she's having nightmares. She's being controlled by her nightmares. And they're standing there, the only person who hasn't been sucked into this new mutant's, <laughs> pun intended, this new mutant's new powers, is Danny Moonstar sitting there like, oh, well, she's just being trapped by her nightmares. Wish we could do something. I'm like, that is your power. Like, literally, your power is, is to... I mean, it's not anymore. It's arrows. And fears. Like, what it's is arrows. going on? It doesn't make any this sense. This better to be me, an Brad. arc. It doesn't make this any better sense. be an arc that restores her original powers. I'm just waiting for them to be like, because she's kind of the only one left. Where I'm like, they they better be like, she should be like, oh well, let me do this, and then fixes it, and then they're all like, why didn't you fucking do that at the beginning? And she's like, you know what? I've just been doing these dumb arrow power things for so long, I forgot what my original powers are. Ugh. It's just annoying me, Brett, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes me feel like the person writing it has not read, <laughs> like, the new mutants. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, maybe we're getting there, but she really has not had those powers in so long. Well, I mean, we have to remember, she lost her powers in 2004. Isn't that when House of M was? Sure. And she only gained her powers back last year. So that's like 15 years of her having no powers. And then even before that, she didn't use them that much because she was just a teacher. Like, she wasn't even, like, on the field or anything. So it really wasn't even... A, and then for the 90s and X-Force, they didn't have her use the powers a lot. So I'm thinking it's, like, early 90s was the last time she really used that power a lot. It was when that power... When she um, she could make solids. How did she lose that? I gotta... We gotta go back. We gotta go back and look at Moonstar. I will say, she, in the one where the new X-Men formed with, like, Elixir and all of that, she did at one point use her powers on uh what was his name wither because wither was Uh, getting out of control and she suddenly made him think that he killed wallflower and it was the first time i saw her use her powers of making him believe his greatest fear actually happened and that was the last so that did happen like in 2001 so that was the last time she but then she never did it ever again so it was the last time she ever really used those powers. Can we just like have her use them again? Driving me nuts. But what else did like, you is think it- about that? I'm sick of a new like a, this. Also, this new person's powers, I don't find interesting. I don't care yeah. about this new person. I just want that person to this new mutant to be killed. I don't know. I'm I'm not. I'm just the whole thing of like here's another new character. I don't care. I think. Part of it also is it feels pretty jarring to me to go from Hickman's space arc to Brisson's writing. Like Brisson's stuff is more, um, it's more in line with the Nebraska adventure. Yeah, and, and I didn't like, wasn't that, crazy that about book. that either. Yeah, and so that really now is like the that's the creator now, and so that's the style, and that's going to be the brand of the book. So it's just odd to set the expectation of the Rod Rice Hickman space stuff and then not have the book carry that tone through. Yeah. I think that's what I'm struggling with with yeah. the New Mutants. Yeah. It seems all over the yeah. place. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to see them all together. It's nice to see the New Mutants in action. Um, I just, uh, I feel like I've, I'm being slapped around by this book and not in a good way. But here's kind of the interesting thing I find is what's most interesting to me about all of this is Krakoa and everyone's interactions on Krakoa. But because it's a comic book, we need to send them out and go into battles. When I personally would just rather them, I would love to see the new mutants living next door to the Mutant Liberation Front and getting into fights with them and them having to like live together peacefully, but they hate each other because they're mortal enemies. Like I find that is a way more interesting story than them going out and getting some nightmare mutant girl. Totally. Yeah, you know, it's there. I think often I feel like this line, the Dawn of X line, is falling back into some of the same bad habits of what the X-Men did before. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's just, you don't need to invent, invent. Like, you've got so much already established to play with that it's just, I mean, I understand there are mutants out there. And it's like a lot of this is about bringing them to Krakoa, making sure mutants are safe. So you got to have new mutants in there. Um but that doesn't have like to I be said, the whole around. arc. That can be a few pages of yes. like, we just got and this it, new it could be a reason to have a more relationship-based arc. I mean, you know, and there's a lot of good character interactions yeah. in, this, in this book, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Love Dougie, love Boom Boom. 
Yeah, but once again, I feel all those interactions could happen on Krakoa and be more interesting rather than in a nightmare mutant battle. Yeah. And I love that I Danny Moonstar references Poltergeist. I still wish, because it's, it's some places are just like, oh, this is Russia. But then this one, it's like, oh, this is a fake country. Carnelia. I'm like, just, just make use, it Russia. Just use real countries. It's so yeah. big. Yeah. Fuck Russia right now. Yeah, fuck Russia. We need to be making Russia the enemy. They're trying to destroy us. They have been for years. Yeah. Yeah, Russia and China, we're not doing too good. And Russia and China are like, oh, we can just run amok. So let's put it in the comics. <laughs> and it seems like um, it seems like we're going to next issue. I feel like we're going to get some Hisako flashbacks. Like we're going to finally get to know kind of who Armor is yeah. as a character. Yeah. Which as, I welcome. Oh, I was going to say, I don't care that much. But. I mean, but if you're going to, if she's going to be this prominent, then we, we've got, she's got currently got no definition to me. True. Other outside of her power set. Like I, she's, she's basically Danny Moonstar light. Yeah. And frankly, I deserve better. Yeah. Open up to us armor. Why are you so guarded with an armor? Why? <laughs> yes. Why are you so closed <laughs> off? Is armor. this the first time that she's had used her armor and had other people in it, like a force field? I, th- I don't know. It's cute. All right. Anyway, I kind of want to have her and Glob get together, where she, they have like sex, like with his Glob form. Ooh, with their big form. pink bodies. Yeah. Yeah, the Glob scenes in this were fun. So I guess though he's going to be Age of X Men Glob from now on. I guess so. I guess so. Fine, chickens, fun. Yeah. I'm going to make that recipe, by the way. Does everybody remember everything from Age of X? Or not? Oh, or is know. that Age of X or X, the X-Man universe? I think so. I think so. Yeah. So do they have like a whole like, hey, I have this whole other world where I couldn't have sex. Like, do they have that whole world in them? That would. That's why they up. started Orgy Island. Because yeah. they're like, oh, my God, remember I that world we couldn't have sex? That's probably why. Yeah. And they're like, let's just oh, what a fun. nonstop yeah. fucking. Have you also noticed on CBR and other things, people are really starting to go in on the Jean Grey, Wolverine, Cyclops, Emma Frost. Yeah. No, people are picking up the, the subtext for sure. But also people are kind of like writing like, what does this mean? Are they? Oh, and I forgot there's a term. Um I forget what the term is, but there's a term where it's like everybody's straight. Like it's imagine if like two guys and a woman are in a polyamorous relationship, but sometimes it's that everyone's straight. So the two guys, even though they're all in a relationship together, the two guys don't do anything with each other. So that is like a certain type of relationship. But then there's also full polyamory where everyone's just like pan polyamory where everyone's just doing everything so yeah. some, so it's just kind of I, but i personally feel that the subtext is that cyclops and wolverine are are absolutely having intimate like yeah involved as well the thing that i find strange is that when cyclops is alone with emma they very much hint that they're still having sex but emma doesn't Separate. seem to be involved with the sex with the three no. of them. So I yeah. find that also very interesting as well, where he's, where they're all like, we can all, we're free to fuck whoever we want. But Emma's like, no, I'm not getting in bed with Jean fucking gray. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just about what everyone wants. Like Emma, Emma's very hetero, you know, for like, as fabulous as she is. I'm just, can you imagine? But are they, are any of them, are any of them hetero? I don't know. But I'm just, Emma imagining. would totally have sex with Jean. 
I think uh, I think what it would be like a mind. This is what I picture. I would love to write an awkward scene, like a side story of just Gene, Cyclops, Wolverine, and Emma Frost get have a drinking game. They have a fucking drinking game and end up playing like truth or dare. And all I know is it just ends up with Jean Grey and Emma Frost on a couch watching Cyclops and Wolverine have sex with each other. Amazing. Oh, that's so hot. I'm not controlling them, are you? No. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, right? Uh, New Mutants. Okay, we're done with that. The other yep. X-Men comic that came out. Ooh, this one was very complicated. This was a trip. This was a trip. This one I read. This one I read and I was like, it's, yeah, me too. I read it and I was like, it's gorgeous. What is happening? Oh, oh, I think, uh, hold on. And then I had to go back. I read nine and then I read 10 again. And I was like, this is wonderful. I still have questions. I still have questions of like, what is fully going on? So Brett, do you want to give like a quick rundown of what, what was happening in Excalibur? So what was happening was our team was in Otherworld and they got into a fight with Saturnine's troops, her star troops. Uh, the star troops shot down Dragon Shogo, Jubilee went ham on them, and our team was just kind of like stuck in this battle. So all of a sudden, Ten comes around. It did not help that it was many months later. And our team is in England and they're in the middle of a British war with Krakoa. Yeah, and, it, and, and also the X-Men look a little different. Like, their costumes aren't the same as they were, and I was very confused. I yeah. Was like, why yes. isn't Richter wearing his druid stuff? Like, why is... Yes. So I was very like, what is going on? And I was like, I feel like a big step was skipped because they were in the middle of a battle, and now they're just completely back in England. What is going on? Like, when did we, and when did this war happen? And then Pride shows up, and I'm like, oh, I guess this happened before Kitty Pride died. And then Rachel's there, and then Rachel has, like, Phoenix powers and is in her old costume. And I'm like, what? Why? Is she, what? <laughs> and then Pete Wisdom is dead, and then Kitty, Pr- Kitty Pride is, like, getting all weird and cutesy with Rachel, but getting also kind of cutesy with with Pete Wisdom, her ex. So much weirdness is happening. And then you find out Jamie Braddock, this is just a bubble reality created by Jamie Braddock. He created a splinter reality with a second Psylocke. So they establish our team is still in Otherworld fighting. Yeah. This is a whole new, this is a whole new set of set of them. So he he created copies. But here's what I'm wondering. Did he create the whole Saturnine world as well? I don't think so. I have a theory on what he's doing. Because it is kind of like, where did they all come from? Because that's not how it was before. So I'm very confused of where, of how all of that came about. Like the whole, all all of her followers and everything. You know what I mean? Like the whole Saturnine story of like, she was like the evil one. And then the regular Courtney Ross is dead. Like there's a lot of, still a lot left in the air. Yeah, there's, um, I think, the, is the implication that there are no more Captain Britain Corps because all those realities were destroyed um, around Secret Wars? 
Well, also, I think, wasn't it in Remender's Uncanny X-Force? Didn't they all get destroyed oh, yeah. by Jamie and Jamie? And then yeah. Psylocke killed Jamie Braddock? Yes. I think they all died then, too. Okay, so what I think is happening is that Apocalypse and Jamie are trying to take back the Citadel as, like, rightfully theirs by creating a new core. By creating new realities of which there is a champion in each of these splinter realities. And so they're building up their own Captain Britain Corps. And so they're going to claim rightful ownership to the Citadel. Now, here's the thing is guess who when I when I hear creating new realities, who does that bring up to you? Which mutant? Franklin. Franklin Richards. And that is why I feel with wherever this X versus uh, Fantastic Four goes, I really... Yeah, by the way, there's no solicits for it, I know, right? right? I really feel Franklin Richards needs to get involved because he's already created other pocket universes. So I feel that would be... I feel I would love for that to be brought in to this storyline. Because at the end of issue nine, we see a Jubilee Captain Britain, a Jubilee, uh, a Jubilee Richter, a Captain Britain Richter, a Captain Britain Rogue, and a Captain Britain Gambit enter from Saturnine as as people to battle them. And you're like, where the fuck did they all come from? And we find out in this in this pocket world where there where they were all duplicated. Jamie Braddock just kills Betsy, and from that yeah. moment, there's a split off. And all of four new realities. Yeah, there's four new realities where each of uh, Jubilee, Richter, each one of them. Rogue, and Gambit each grab her amulet and take over the role of Captain Britain. So now there's all of these weird branch off realities happening, and then we finally get back to the actual battle in Otherworld where they're coming to battle them. And uh, my brain is just like, uh, it's so complicated. Do I like this? Yeah, it wasn't. Or do I not like this? I can't decide. I love it. It was when I saw Jubilee in the like Jubilee's fireworks way in the background of her going ham on the on the star people in like outside Jamie's window. I was like, oh, 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 oh. And then the data page at the end where they kind of spell it out. <laughs> I was like, oh, OK, thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And they're calling it the reality incursions. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a loaded word. Um. That's why I referenced Secret Wars. Yeah, but here it looks... But then here, if you look at the coming soon, we have to wait till July 29th oh my God. for X-Factor 1. We have to wait till July, what is it, 7th for any a new X-Book? Yeah. yeah. Son of a bitch. This whole thing is fucked. <laughs> I still don't understand why. Like, why... Because they have all these comics in the wait. Why are they releasing them so slowly? And there's a lot more books that just don't seem to have a defined future yet. And I would like to talk about some of those right now. Hit it. You gotta get a comic if you wanna get ahead. I have been reading... Uh, I wanted to. I, I'm very excited for Children of the Atom. Um, I know this is not the X Men segment, <laughs> but I'm very excited for Children of the Atom. Um, I'm very excited for Vita Alaya uh, to write, um, you know, their first ongoing X title. So I wanted to dive into um, some. That doesn't of even their have a release work. date now, right? 
Right. Yeah. And they're like, and I'm realizing there are so many other books that kind of don't either. So I was like, I want to read some Vita stuff. So I dove into Vita Elia's like discography and they're writing Nebula, both of which had five issues and two issues respectively. And then I look through solicits and there's no mention that I found of Nebula or Morbius coming back out. So I'm like, what's up with Vita's stuff? But they already had so anyway. um, images for the covers of the third, because I read Nebula, and they already have the issue, the cover of what the third issue is. So there, there's, there, are, there is a third issue already probably made. Yeah, it's supposed to be a five. I'm sure the whole thing is yeah. practically made. So Marvel's being very weird. And then DC is being very weird because they're like, we're trudging through and and fuck you, Diamond Printing, and we're going And they're coming out on Tuesdays. Yeah, they're they're do like the both companies are kind of just showing their might and doing weird things. I don't get it. So anyway, Nebula, um, what did you think? Two issues in. Vita Alaya and the, here's the the, the thing is is Nebula is a very polarizing character. She's a piece of shit. She's, she's an asshole. Yeah, so it is kind of like why would we care? And and so it's kind of amazing that it's like you can take some of the most tired trope, but it's the perfect trope to use, which is amnesia, <laughs> like the perfect soap opera trope <laughs> yeah. of taking an evil character, giving them amnesia and having someone being very nice to them and having that end up proving uh, and then kind of as a new way to calm and, and add moral conundrums, especially because this in this uh, the main plot is Nebula has implanted almost like a, what's that inhuman What's the Inhuman that her powers are kind of like Oh, now? Karnak, Karnak, right? Her, it's almost like her powers are like Karnak as now, don't you think? Yeah. Where she can, she can guess the probability flaws. and flaws and things of what will give her the best outcome in a battle. Like she has it implanted. But she does some awful things. Like she basically kills this family of this scientist, kidnaps the daughter, puts like some bomb in her head. Mm-hmm. makes the the dad scientist put this this probability thing inside of her and then she but then she just leaves and I'm like well does the daughter just still have the bomb in her head does the she still have like, the does bomb she, in her does head? the daughter just die after that but she ends up crash landing on a planet being rescued by some other girl in this like kind of desert planet but she doesn't remember who she is Yes. And she's kind of like not that much of an asshole without her memories. And that's the thing is what has Nebula's sexuality ever been? Has she ever had like a boyfriend or anything? I don't I don't know, but I am picking up some heat between her and the woman who kind of rescued her. But I think just looking like if you just looked at Nebula, I mean, you would be like, you're a friend of Dorothy. You know what I mean? Like you'd be like... Yeah, you're she. On, you're, you know, you're if she had a team. girlfriend, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised or mad. Yes, but I definitely feel because then also at the end of the second issue, is that the per, there's someone that that recognizes her. Yeah, someone who um, the uh, what is the the character who found Nebula? She's like, I think I know someone who can help us. And then she goes to this this person who is uh, supposed to help them, and she's like, you, and she starts trying to kill Nebula. So they know each other. And this person is very butch. 
Like it's it's is it a woman non-binary? Very non-binary. Very non-binary. Very non-binary. And so it. I'm like I'm kind of loving where it's like there's just this world of her exploring. Yeah, it's just like it's all women and non-binary kind of characters and it's like fuck the men, yeah. let's just kind of explore this world and it all makes sense and it all seems very exciting and new and I want Nebula to kind of get her coochie licked. And have that make Would her love that. make her kind of question her evil ways. What if she's been evil this whole time just because she just wanted to eat a pussy? <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> Would love. Yes, please. So I think it's very well written. I think it's very fun. And I will say, reading this makes me excited to read children of the atom because i will yeah this is a lot of fun there's a lot there's also a lot of um i would say there's a lot of like i'm trying to think of what what's the right word to put there's a lot of i mean it's definitely very modern especially like putting it does it has like very like kind of female empowerment including people that could be non-binary or there could be queer things going on there's a lot of kind of current issues kind of put into Mm -hmm. the comic but not like over your head not like hi i'm snowflake and safe space the superheroes oh lord hopefully that was canceled so it it makes me feel um excited to see how they are going to approach um uh handling children of the atom yeah me too i cannot wait um this book's a lot of fun and i look forward to the next issue and i hope it just doesn't disappear like I, I'm worried that books are going to disappear that never got to see their story to completion. But I would say, but why? Don't let that why, happen, Marvel. Why? Why would they? Like why? They're already. I know, they're right? Already made. That's it's so. I don't understand why they're holding back on it. It's very strange to me. Give us the books. Yeah. Did you read any other Marvel comics? No. Um, did you say? Did you read Morbius? No. Oh, okay. I did not get a chance. Oh, okay. Um, I. But I will. I read uh the Miles Morales. Um, uh, Spider. Oh, how was that? Uh, it's okay. It's this because there's not. Yeah. That's the new world with the outlawed, where they passed a law. Yes. Where any t- like no one under the age Teens. of eighteen can be a superhero. Um, and it's weird because the way they're presenting it is like the people they're called Cradle, like the the acronym. Um Cradle is the company or the company like the shield whatever division that's like supposed to arrest all of these teenagers. And it just they're just played off as these kind of like maniacal villains with like handlebar mustaches and like you're not allowed to be being a superhero. We're coming to get you, my well, Spider-Man. Mm. Like it's very weird. I don't know, it just I felt like it felt like it feels very like uh, it's a hard knock life Annie like superpowered Annie and superpowered like Mrs. Hannigan coming to get them. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel hey. about it. It was weird. As long as it's not the Jamie Foxx version. Did you watch that? I've never seen it. I heard it was horrible. I Mostly because of Cameron Diaz. watched it. And it's one of these things where you're just like, there's th- whoever producers are where they're like, oh, it doesn't matter if you can't sing. We're just going to auto tune it. No. They, the, the girl who played Annie, she's from Beasts of the Southern Wild. Great yeah, Quivanze, right? She can't sing. So literally oh. every song is like, like with auto-tune. Oh, And I'm like, sucks. are you telling me you cannot find a talented, amazing, singing African-American little girl? Lies, I tell you. I was just so angry. I'm like, there are so many... 
Like, like, no. Like, why? And then having Cameron Diaz singing in a musical. She looked awful. As Mrs. In the trailer. She never acted again. That was her last role. She's retired from acting. Did you know that? No. Good. Good riddance. Anyway, that was garbage. Miles Morales, not too impressed. Um, did you read any? Um, did you? Go ahead. No, but did you see the video game coming out for PS5? They're going to do um, like the uh, it, everyone oh, thought Miles Morales uh, Spider Man. Yeah, controversial. Everyone thought it was like a true full game, like a true sequel to the PS4 Spider Man. It's not. It's like an expansion pack available for the PS5. Oh, the same Spider Man game. Yeah, I yeah, you loved ended. that game, right? That game was amazing. I am old, and my fingers hurt too much trying to play it. Oh my god! I couldn't get past the first level because I my hands would start to hurt. Jesus Christ! What is happening? <laughs> I don't know. I think I have arthritis. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> anyway, children, did you read any other comics, Brett? Oh, what? <gasps> Careful what you say to the children because something is killing them. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Something is killing the children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is killing the children, Brad? Uh, monsters who only become corporal, physical, tangible, killable <laughs> when they are eating children. <laughs> Otherwise, they're like ghost creatures. I know. Oh, don't you hate that? <laughs> What a wild thing. Uh, you have to kill them when they're eating kids. I know. I just, for some so reason, get those I was, kids you know. I was trying to think of a priest joke in there, but it just wasn't coming to me. Oh, there's one in there somewhere. <laughs> for sure. Anyway, um, this kind of fine... The last thing we saw is... What's her name? Slaughter? What's her first name? Erica Slaughter. Erica Slaughter... Um, apparently, she is one of the few survivor surviving childrens that children that were not eaten by one of these monsters, and she was taken in by whatever the society is, the cabal that battled these monsters. And the last thing we saw, the cabal is kind of like you need to send in like the head guy, like go in and take care of her mess, and kind of kill the two kids that survived, like get rid of them, kill all the witnesses, kill all the witnesses. Yeah. And we've learned some very interesting things because clearly she has a very wrought relationship with these people. But the interesting thing is he, she's like, you stay away from that little girl. And he was like, hey, like, I don't know that you did the only reason you brought that kid with you the whole time was that you could ma- use him to mask your scent and he would be kind of bait. So you're just kind of like, oh, like her intentions in the oh. beginning were kind of shitty. Yeah, she wasn't really saving him. No, right. but now she, but now she's slowly coming around. And I do like the idea where it's like this guy whose sister was killed, the gay kid that survived, and then this creepy little girl that survived, and Erica Slaughter are going to be this kind of new team trying to battle not only the monsters, but the Gabal that wants to keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. I love it. And the Monsters this Babies. This needs to be I a TV it. show. I'm like, this would be such a great... Isn't it going to be? Is it? I think so. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like it's just it's perfect for TV. It's so perfect for TV. Come on. It's, it's definitely going to be. I know. It's so good. It's so good. James Tinney in the fourth. So good. Queer creator. We'd love to see it. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, has he written anything else? Oh, we've been over this. I don't remember though. Yes, Batman. Oh, cool. He's Batmaning. He's Batmaning. Yeah. And you said he, he is Batmaning right now. He's gay. He's gay mm. as a three dollar bill. Yum. I love gay people. Um. Yep. 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 And yeah, he is uh, Batman. I decided to read something else. I saw on Image Comics. I just see I you, Terry Dodson's uh, art is just so unmistakably like you you literally immediately know when it's Terry Dodson yeah, through something. You said I read a Terry Dodson book and I was like, oh, I totally saw the cover. Like I didn't even know you you, you know you don't need to see the name. Like you just yeah, know it's a Terry yeah, Dodson yeah. cover. And yeah. so I just saw this like beautiful woman and it says Adventure Man. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. And so I started reading it. Do you have any idea what it's about? No. Um so I start reading it and it's this weird like 1920s I don't want to say steampunk because steampunk is even earlier. This is a little bit later, but it's the same thing where it's like 1920s. But oh, I'm in. But there's like, but there's like super high technology in a weird way. You know what I mean? How steampunk is like the late 1800s with technology. Imagine yeah, the 20s yeah. with technology. Anyway, it opens up where like blimps are attack, blimps and demons are attacking everything, and this police commissioner yeah. takes this this key and like unlocks the symbol and it releases the call for adventure man and adventure man has a team of like, of like women and when men superheroes, there's like a magician. There's like a, um, some girl, she, there's a girl this. that looks like Emma Frost, but she has the powers of Kitty pride. She's called like ghost. She's like ghost burlesque or something. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it, but she's like a burlesque Amazing. dancer with ghost powers Anyway, and then there's like a demon Satan cabal that they're fighting against um, and that are trying to cause the end of the world. And so there's this huge battle. And I was like, this looks really cool. But then there's the dialogue. And I'm telling you, the dialogue, it literally does not stop with like, why don't you have a taste of science? Oh, well, why don't you take a bang out of this? Like, it's literally one superhero catchphrase after another like literally it's only yeah. superhero catchphrases to the point where i'm like what is what is going on like this is getting a fraction what is happening and i was getting to the point where i'm like i kind of hate this now i hate it but it ends with them all being killed and i was like wait what well it doesn't end it's ha- and i realized it's like a double issue and then it cuts to a woman reading this story to her son and the son oh, is like, thank you. what? They all die. And she's like, yep, it ends with them all dying. Sorry. <laughs> and so then we cut to the story of this uh, hard of hearing woman who has hearing aids. And she has a 10-year-old son. She has six adopted sisters. And they live with their father. And it's very multicultural. Like, all the sisters are of a different race. Um, it's very, like, Shazam in that way. And... Um, she runs a bookstore and then this woman who kind of looks like the burlesque ghost character comes into the bookstore and then hands her this book that has the adventure man symbol and i think basically what happens is at the very end it like lights up in a room and i think she becomes the new adventure man i think oh fun so right now i'm st- the whole the 
I felt I felt the world of Adventure Man in the twenties seemed more interesting, but the writing was really annoying and bad. And then yeah. I felt that uh, it got to normal writing once it got to the modern world. But I don't know. It felt very. There's one thing where the way he was like introducing everyone was like, she's like, uh, let me take out my hearing aids and now let me analyze while I'm eating dinner each of my sisters. Here's my first sister. She's from India. She's this. Here's my second sister. She's from Asia. I don't know. It just felt very like check, like rather than being something real, it just felt like I'm checking my boxes so that I yeah. can. It didn't feel in court. It just felt more like. Look what I'm doing. I'm putting multiculturalism in here. Like that it was like what don't fucking and Mac Fraction is a total like wink at the I mean even more than wink at the like that's his thing. Is being like, hey, I'm writing this. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, very I forgot humor. like that's what I hate about Mac Fraction. And in the end, things rewrote about creating this, he dissed mm-hmm. the X-Men, and then that pissed me off. Ew. He was like, when me and Terry Dodson were doing the X-Men together, like we wanted to do something and we realized two things. We had to work together and two, never write for the X-Men. <laughs> I was like, what, oh. what the fuck is that? Yeah, Matt Fraction lost me at uh, Jimmy, the Jimmy Olsen book I was reading. Yeah, but did you like, he wrote, um, didn't he write uh, the Hawkeye? Did he write Hawkeye? Yeah. Uh, did you yeah, like that? I never read the, any of those. I always liked the cover. I never read it. Okay. But it's supposed to be really good. <laughs> um... Do you remember when before in the old comic book queers, whenever we would talk about Matt Fraction, we'd be like, Matt Fraction, Matt Fraction, Matt Fraction, Matt Fraction. Matt Fraction. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so I read that. It was fun. It was good. Comics. They're out. Comics. Read them. Yes. Not everything's on paper. <laughs> um, did you, should, maybe we should see more. Suddenly see more. Suddenly, say more. Um, did you see more? Did you see more? Any more shows? I watched uh, Harley Quinn. I don't. Are you caught up on Harley Quinn? I don't think that was the season finale, right? It seems like there's going to be one more. I think there's one more. Hmm. Okay. Uh, this show it's so good. This show continues to <laughs> so astound good. me. It's it so is so good. What, so are you totally caught yes, up? Yes. Episode eleven. Yes. What they have done with the Joker, I like. I didn't see any of this coming. No. The Joker is now in love with like a suburban, <laughs> like shit talking Latina woman. And he's like, and so he's like, like, and it's like true love. It's, and true it's making love, him normal. He's like, well, I'm still going to like murder people, but you know, I just love her. <laughs> it's such a complicated character. Batman's character is so like, now that he's all like fucked up from his, from being, having his back broken he's kind of all fucked up commissioner gordon is an alcoholic back well not anymore he's he's re- he's recovered well he's reco- well i mean you're always an alcoholic he's still an idiot you're always an alcoholic yeah. brett um, oh thank you you but and then Batgirl is all crazy the the riddler is now obsessed with being buff with his body which it's like these little tiny jokes are just so they have the ability of creating characters and giving them such unique 
point of views. And I always, that was the thing is someone who does improv, um, one of the thing is always like when you're embodying a character, what is your character's point of view? Or is like, what's your deal? Like as- What do you want? Like what's your want? And they just know instinctively every single character, no matter how small they are, they have to have a distinct want. And it's hilarious and it makes the show so engaging and it's what so many other shows are just missing, you know? Yeah, like the Riddler, his want has changed. They forced him on a hamster wheel as like they episodes ago caught the Riddler as a prisoner, um, forced him to run on a hamster wheel for weeks, months on end, and now he's got a killer body, and he's but obsessed with it. He, <laughs> and, and, and that's all he wants is to continue working on his body and show off his body so much so that he doesn't know how to tell riddles. <laughs> yeah, or, or he doesn't he doesn't care. Yeah. He's just like, riddle me the, uh, and then I'll just start flexing his biceps. <laughs> so funny. It's so great. And as we talked about in the last uh, episode, Harley Quinn is, and and Poison Ivy have fucked. And, but Poison Ivy is basically like, I don't trust you with my heart. Um, so I'm still going to get married. And so they're in this like kind of, you know, Harley Quinn's heart is broken, but now she's had to like bring the the Joker back. But the cool thing is, is the Joker came back, but she's not falling back in love with him and he's not falling back in love with her. There's this weird where they were working together in almost like a good guy way where Batman catches them and he's like, you two are trying to destroy the world. They're like, no, we're actually trying to rescue no, the Justice League. save it. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> but and then Joker mentions his girlfriend. He's like, you're what? He's like, or my wife or, or yeah, girlfriend. Batman's like, wait, what? what? Like, he just, he keeps going back to Joker. Like, so she lives in the suburbs. <laughs> he just can't get his head around it. It's so good. But we're being led up to the end of where Poison Ivy has been um, brainwashed by Dr. Psycho. And yes, who has gone full supervillain, full, full heel turn villain. for Dr. Psycho. And uh he and so she's going so she has to now battle the love of her life. Can't wait. There's two more episodes. Two oh, more two for this more season. Episodes. Oh, it's going to be yep. so good. The show is so, so good. good. And I the, the you, jokes are so solid. But that's the it, thing. What's so his good. name? Who plays the Joker? What's his name? Alan. What's his name? Dr. Tudic. Alan Tudic. Mr. Nobody. Um Lake Bell. And um, Haley Cuoco, they are killing it. I do feel like the writing is good, but their delivery, their performances, their performances are so fucking good. And did you notice she only talks in a heavy New York accent when she's around the Joker, which I find very oh, interesting. Yeah. It's such a good show. It's brilliant. It's really I think it's the smartest animated show on TV there. I said it. I never saw BoJack Horseman. BoJack Horseman lost me in the last season. But that's... A, but okay. but what? You should watch it. Watch BoJack Horseman. I know. It's great. Yeah. You're like, I will. There's so there's so much talent on this show, though. Yeah. And Jason Alexander, I should mention him, too, does a couple voices. Um, George Costanza. And he's great in it. Yeah. Who's the voice of Dr. Psycho? Dr. Psycho is Tony Hale from V. There you go. I mean, come on. Yeah. Emmy winners. There's fucking Emmy winners are doing these voices. Two best supporting actor Emmy winners. Jason Alexander, Tony Hale. It's incredible. Um, yeah, it's fucking great. Um, I would love Tony Hale. The vo- he did the Joker in that Batman anime. 
Yeah. And he's this voice of Dr. Psycho. That type of voice, I want to see him do a live character with that kind of like, character. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? That would be funny. If they if they brought back like the Batman 66, they should they should remake Batman 66 but for today and totally have Tony Hale <laughs> be somebody be Riddler or somebody. Oh my goodness. Um that's good. It's good. You've watched good TV. Uh, some other TV, right? Agents of Shield is it is such like a fangasm. It is it is such fan service in the good way. This seventh and final season. Well, because they know they like, gotta hey. end it, so they're just they're gonna pay everything off, right? Yeah, and it's like, hey everyone who's stuck around, like here, 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 here's this gift, here's this gift. Um so they there's so the best part about the season is that they're time traveling through the history of Shield, starting at the beginning in the thirties, and they're making time jumps to all these milestones in Shield's history. Is each episode in a and, different time or do they spend a few? Yes. Like, oh, and okay. the, well well, the first one was in the thirties. The second one is in the fifties, but the third one will be in the fifties as well. Okay. Um, or was the first two? And anyway, it, they might be two episodes per decade. So, but they're doing genre slips. So they're doing episodes in the in the like genre oh, of the 50s, whatever like was a, super like a, popular. Like a Leave it to Beaver. No, so thirties um, was like gangster, yeah. like James Cagney gangster movie. Uh, the first part of the fifties, and they're they're doing the title treatments was in it like, like all the about style Eve or something. No, it's um. Uh, it was called Alien Commies from the Future. It was 50s sci-fi. Oh, fun. <laughs> like theremin type stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was so great. And it ends, like they, um, it turns out Area 51 is a shield base, of course. Um, and so it, th- for most of the episode, two of them have kidnapped this like high-ranking government or military official for secrets on something. And it's just comedic. Like they're trying to torture him. He won't talk. Like they don't want to torture. And the it's just like this whole back and characters. forth. Yeah. It's like this whole interrogation with this wackadoo guy. And so at the very end, they drop him off from their spaceship outside of area 51. Um, and he has, he's totally convinced that they're aliens from the future, uh, that they're alien commies from the future. And uh, they're like, they're like, well, don't tell anyone about us. Don't tell anyone that UFOs exist or we're going to come back and, we're gonna and like they look at each other like yeah we have to probe you <laughs> so it's like the, impl- the implication is like they started the anal probe for the myth <laughs> it's so funny but what I'm excited about so in the 50s um, Agent Simmons is the British lady is posing as Peggy Carter mm-hmm. uh, and an agent shows up and it's Agent Sousa Enver uh, uh, Joe Joe Cack, I don't know how to say his name from Dollhouse mm-hmm. the one who was um, Peggy's love interest on Agent Carter uh, who also played a cop in the Avengers movie in like one scene so next week they're focusing on Agent Sousa it turned out this is the premise first of all it's 1950s film noir it's a noir murder mystery they're going full black and white and it's about the murder of Agent Souza after he is the first one to discover that Hydra has infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. in the 50s. Hydra murders him. And so it's the agents going through this moment in S.H.I.E.L.D. history, the murder of Agent Souza. And it's going to be a black and white film noir! I have a question for you, Brett. They were saying they kind of had to, in the end of the first episode is all I watched, they had to save Hydra so that shield yes 
So is does the mission change as they jump into the future? Are the aliens or the are those who are the are they aliens or are they the Chronicoms? Are the Chronicoms yeah, like, are they like doing Lord a di- are they doing a different thing like let's go to the fifties and try and fuck a different thing up? Yes, so it's okay. always like a different like what are the Chronicoms up to? So the agents are like riding the the Chronicoms wake like they're basically attached to the Chronicoms ship. Um, so they have windows they have to get to to follow them. But it's not always down. about Hydra. Is it it's not different? always okay. saving Hydra. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. 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 Um, or it might be because this the Agent Susa one is very much about like he can't find out, but they love him so much, but he can't find out. So what I think they're gonna do, I think they're gonna fake his death, and I think he's gonna join the team. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh my god! So Put it's your just bone so much away, fun, Brett. It's so much fun because he's so hot, and just this whole game of genre slipping is just—it's the best. Yeah. Genre slipping. Are they going to do like a black exploitation seventies? Oh God, I hope. Well, what's the head leader like? He'll be like Shaft or something. Like, like a Melvin Van Peebles production. Oh, <laughs> uh, I would die. No, it's it's not that diverse a show, unfortunately. Well, isn't the leader black? Oh yeah, Mac. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um. Anyway, super fun. And that's it. That's all I got. Well, there's still a lot to watch. When does the Doom Patrol season two come out? Ooh, soon I hope. Probably in a few weeks. Yeah, keep watching HBO Max. I'm digging HBO Max. I also yeah, told it's got good stuff. I kind of told um, my boyfriend to get rid of Disney Plus, but he refuses. But I was like, we we haven't watched well, anything on. You're gonna be. We have watched. You're gonna any, be sorry though. We haven't watched anything on Disney Plus in forever. It's because we got it for the MCU stuff. It just hasn't happened yet. They don't add enough new stuff. I know. They really don't. They, I'd never watch it. That's what I'm saying. It's like just a fucking waste of money. HBO but Max. I need WandaVision. When is that going to come? When? Is, but that's who knows when that's going to happen. Everything's been delayed. Have you read these new rules of how to when production starts up? Like what they have to do? Like literally there's Stay no safe. more extras right now. You can't have extras. So everything is being rewritten. It's going to be very interesting. Holy shit. <laughs> like right now there's no extras. So because they're literally taking like, oh, these are the two stars. Well, we're going to quarantine you for two weeks. Good. Now we're not sick. We're testing you. All right. This whole group of people, the crew ending, you can only be like, you're all quarantined together while we shoot this. And you can't be with anyone else until we're done so that we can all shoot this and you're not getting infected by something else. Like it's kind of crazy. So they can't wow. have any other new people come in. So it's this new weird thing of like, all right, you're shooting this show. All of you now live together. <laughs> like all of you are yeah. now a huge family makeup crew. Like it's kind Nothing's of Nothing's ever crowded. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway. All right. That's the world we live in. Well, the world's changing. Thank you so much. But Back to the world we live in. Bring it on. Burn it down. Burn it all to the ground. Burn it all down. It all the I'm, I'm here it for it. Over. Thank you. Let's start it again. Thank you so much. Defund DC Comics. Am I right? <laughs> well, thank you so much, everybody. Um, if you would be so kind, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform you prefer to listen to your podcasts. Uh, and remember, 
If you read comics, my friends, well, it's a good thing that you're listening to show to this show. Because if you read comics, <laughs> well, then that makes you queer. queer. Bye, bye, bye. bye. Thank you.